and welcome back to the Driven by Curiosity podcast. I'm so excited about today's interview because I'm interviewing one of my friends. Her name is Sarah. We actually met last year in 2019 in Budapest because we both went to a business person personal development uh, event and we met there and like just the minute we met we totally clicked and we just had the most incredible conversations like you're gonna like just hear how like just Sarah's energy the way she talks like she's just your biggest fan ever and yeah I'm so happy that she came onto the podcast today and today as you can see in the title we are talking about achieving your impossible goals so we're going to talk about you know if you feel a little bit discouraged about setting goals in 2021 because maybe you couldn't reach your goal in 2020 because of external circumstances how do you deal with that how do you still get motivated how do you set goals that you can actually achieve in 2021 how do you deal with you know people not supporting your dreams or you self-sabotaging yourself like what do we have to look out for when we set our big goals how do we actually take action on them when we feel overwhelmed honestly if you're currently in the process of figuring out or you want to figure out what is next for you in 2021 if you are ready to have big dreams to reach your goals despite maybe the uncertainty that we're facing right now then this episode is for you it's going to inspire you it's going to motivate you and yeah I think without further ado let's welcome Sarah to the podcast oh and actually before we get started if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you're listening and also if you enjoy this episode it would mean so much to me if you would take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and sharing it on your Instagram story and you can tag me at Laura underscore Langheinrich my Instagram handle is linked down below so I can see you I can reshare it I can connect with you and it really really helps the podcast to grow so thank you so so much for your support hi Sarah and welcome to the driven by curiosity podcast I'm very excited to be talking with you today we always have the most amazing conversations so I just had to share your wisdom with my listeners so I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be on here with you Laura. Yay! Okay so to start out because this podcast is all about empowering women to step outside their comfort zone so my first question to you is when was the last time that you stepped outside your comfort zone? Oh okay so I feel like definitely I'm stepping out of it in small ways every day but the biggest time that I can think of recently was a couple of months ago I was trying to hit a goal to get 600 subscribers onto my YouTube channel which I know compared to you with 10,000 plus is not as much but um it was still a big goal for me I had like 120 members to hit it I think so I had like 480 and I wanted to get to 600 and I was really determined, but on the last day of the month, I still had 13 people to go. So I'd I'd kind of thought of every different way that I could get subscribers online. And I realized if I was going to hit this goal, I was going to have to 
figure out some other way to do it. And I decided, okay, fine. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to hit this goal. Not because 600 subscribers really mean something special, but because I wanted to show myself that I'm the kind of person who can just decide that I'm going to hit a goal and then hit it so that I can build that trust with myself for future goals. So I made a list of all the things that I was willing to do to hit the goal. And they included like going door knocking around my neighborhood and asking people if they would subscribe to my channel. And just before I decided to go and actually knock door to door, I thought, okay, actually, you know what, if I go down to the mall, I think there will be a bunch of people who will be kind of my ideal subscribers and it will be much easier to find the like actually <laughs> ideal subscribers rather than just like my neighbors who are all old. So I went down to the mall and I actually filmed myself doing this. I asked strangers to subscribe to my YouTube channel at the mall. And so that was absolutely massively out of my comfort zone, but it totally worked. And even documenting it got me some more followers as well. So uh, subscribers, so I would have ended up I think on that day, I got another 30 or 40 subscribers just from a few people I asked at the mall. Yeah, that is so cool. I am so inspired by just like your commitment to goals. Um, And I'm excited to be chatting with you more about it in the episode. But first, um, just tell us your story. Like, um, what do you do? Why do you do what you do? And yeah, just tell us a bit about yourself. Gosh, that's such a big question. Um, Well, I am a coach. I'm a high performance coach and I help people achieve impossible goals. So the kind of goals that you're too scared to even admit to yourself. And um, the reason that I sort of started doing this was because I was studying psychology at university and I thought that what I would get to do as a psychologist would be to sit down and help people with their goals and their dreams. Um, but I was talking to my professor and it turns out he was a clinical psychologist and he was actually like reading brain scans at the hospital. And I was like, okay, this is something totally different. And while that work is really important, it's not actually what I desired to do. I didn't want to um, do that kind of medical approach to it. I really wanted to figure out like what made people thrive and like how come some people are just so successful and so like they push their potential so far. And so I started kind of setting my own crazy impossible goals and just started thinking like, well, maybe if I start doing something and, you know, along my journey, I'll sort of figure out what the secret is. And so I started setting all sorts of different crazy impossible goals and I found different mentors and along that journey, people sort of started asking me, well, wow, how, how come you're hitting these goals that seem, you know, kind of bigger than what other people are doing right now or bigger than what, at least what you were doing before. And um, I realized that I kind of had this ability with other people. And I think, you know, anyone can come up with this, but at the time at university, not everybody um, was kind of setting these big goals. So I had this ability to help other people simplify their crazy goals into simple steps and then actually start taking action on them even if they were feeling so paralyzed by how massive they were before. And so that's kind of where it kicked off. And I discovered that uh, coaching was a thing and I became a certified high performance coach. And now this is what I do every single day. I get on Zoom and I coach people on their impossible, crazy, insane goals. 
Uh, I love it. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Um, I didn't know that about your professor. So that's super interesting. Um, so can you give us just so listeners can, you know, have a picture of what an impossible goal might be? So do you want to share maybe an impossible goal that you're working on with clients, just like some examples of impossible goals? Yeah, sure. So basically the way that I think about an impossible goal is it's anything that feels impossible to you. Because when you think back to, well, like, I don't know, 70 years ago or something, I hope I've got that maths right, but they didn't even think that going to the moon was possible. Like it still felt, or a hundred years ago, it felt totally impossible. And now it's been done several times. And so it's like, whatever, there's no such thing as impossible. So even if something has already been done, for you, if it feels impossible, then that's your impossible goal. If something that like feels crazy and hard and is so scary, then that's the one you set as your impossible goal. So um, the ones that come to mind, for example, are I have set myself the goal to hit 100 push-ups in a row. And in January, I hit 50 push-ups in a row after having been able to do absolutely none just a few months before. The reason I set the goal is because I could do none. And I was like, oh, I want to set a big, crazy goal because I'm not going to be motivated to do push-ups if I only am trying to do five. It just isn't motivating or exciting. So I was like, I'm going to do 100. And so I hit 50 in January and then I injured myself. So it was a huge learning lesson for me. Um, but that's like an example of an impossible goal. I just worked with a client who her whole life, she's dreamed of opening a bookshop. And she came to me with this kind of dream to do it in a year. And she did it in nine weeks. So she went from idea to creation in nine weeks. And she's just opened it in the UK and it's so exciting and she's way surpassed her sales goals. And it's just absolutely amazing to see someone. And she's young too. She's 26 and she opened her own bookshop and um, she's also writing a novel at the same time. And um, I just had another client um, quit her job to be a full-time freelancer because to her, that was totally impossible. Her um, family were really into, you know, the nine to five corporate lifestyle and so she's just quit her job and, and become a full-time freelancer it's pretty exciting oh, that's so incredible I love it and with the bookshop yes I saw that on your Instagram stories it looks amazing that is super cool and I love how like diverse impossible goals like I love how many kinds of different people with different goals you can coach and like how applicable um your process and your uh, mindset is to like anyone's goal. So I'm super excited to be diving more into this. And um, so my first question, which has to do with setting impossible goals for 2021 is that a lot of listeners and also, you know, subscribers and also me, we kind of feel a little bit discouraged to set big goals for 2021, simply because goals in 2020 might not have come true because, you know, a lot of my um, audience members, their study abroad got canceled, for example, like they could not fulfill that dream that they had because it got canceled or maybe they were stuck in their country. They couldn't, they couldn't travel. Like that's something for me, like I was going to travel and I couldn't do that. So maybe we have those maybe a little bit limiting past experiences that we're now like, well, we don't know whether we can for sure achieve our impossible goals in 2021 because maybe the externals once again going to limit us. So is there anything that 
you want to say to someone like that who maybe feels a bit like powerless or not really confident that their goals can actually happen next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think this year has been so tough for so many of us. And um, I really want to first just like honor everybody for how tough they've been and how strong they've been throughout this because I know so many people have had to battle so many different things. Um, The first thought that comes to my head is that because we haven't been able to take action, because we've literally been shut inside and unable to travel and unable to do the amazing things that we want to do, that builds the self-doubt. Because I I always say that self-doubt is a symptom of inaction. When you don't take action, it breeds more self-doubt. It breeds more um, discouragement. Um, And so, and that's no fault of our own this year. So what I would encourage next year is that we all need to start taking little tiny actions, even if they're just absolutely small in their own, within our own homes, if we're in quarantine or lockdown, Um, but we're taking small actions towards our goal in some way to be able to see progress. And then that's going to feed back to our brain that we can do it. And of course, some things are going to be, you know, like if you're studying abroad, you know, that might not be something that you're sure about whether it's going to happen or not. So um, you can set goals that are around that, that you can work towards that feel like progress. So for example, if you wanted to study abroad and you wanted to start a blog, then starting a blog and blogging every day could be something that would still be moving towards the goal. And you would feel like you were not as discouraged um, initially. I think that would be like the best way to start. Mm. So basically what you're saying is maybe we should more come up with goals that are more likely to happen. So like you say, maybe not focus so much on the study abroad because it might not happen, but maybe more focus on like another goal that supports that bigger goal. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's definitely one way to do it. I mean, you can still set that big you know, study abroad goal as a goal. I think if it 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we're strong enough to handle disappointment. Um, and, and that's okay, but I would sit like an equally amazing option instead as well. So if it's okay, you want to, you want to study abroad in a different country, I would, and that, that, you know, it's a possibility that that might not happen. I would set something amazing to do that you're going to do in your own country, if not. So if you were going to, um, you know, study abroad in, I'm going to say Germany, since I know that's where you are and I'm from New Zealand. So it's like, if I was going to go and study abroad in Germany, um, but that didn't happen, then perhaps I would decide, okay, if that's not going to happen, the alternative is I'm going to train for this big marathon that happens every year in Queenstown in New Zealand, for example. And it's like, it can be equally as amazing as an opportunity and still feel like you know, the year isn't wasted because you weren't able to hit your goal. And we're not all just waiting for the world to open up for the next three years or however long it's going to take before the whole world goes back to complete normal, completely like totally normal again. Yeah, uh, totally. This is actually kind of like the mindset and just like sharing a little like story from me that led me to do like my yoga teacher training online now, because I was going to do it in India this year, but it didn't work out. Um, and I was just going to wait, but I realized that I have no idea when the world is going to be normal again. And I didn't just want to compromise on my own growth 
And I just wanted to have this achievement and feel accomplished. So I was like, okay, well, what's an alternative? So I signed up for it online. And so far it has been like absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad that I did it. And I think that's quite empowering. Like if you kind of step away a little bit from like this exact vision or this exact goal that you had and and think about, well, what else would excite me? And so do you have any like advice, maybe like a question or journaling prompt people can't think about when they're like, yeah, well, but I had this one big goal and I think nothing else excites me because I feel like people might be like, well, I don't know what else I would want or like everyone else has so many interests or they know exactly what they want. Like, what do I want to do? Yeah, sure. Um, The thing that comes to my mind is like, it's going to be this or something better. And when we try and think about like something that's equally as good, I think it can be really hard because we've got our hearts so set on, you know, for example, doing the yoga teaching training in India. But if you think about like, okay, so what would be even better than that? Like if you could dream up something even better, what if you got to hang out with your family the whole time and do it at home and run the marathon and do something else (laughs) or whatever advantages there are to staying in your hometown and doing it or, um, yeah, I would really encourage you to think about like what would be even better and not just like something as good, but like, cause then you just start to think even bigger. So an example that comes to my head is that when I was at university, I thought I got this really amazing opportunity and I was so close to becoming the television host for New Zealand's Bravo television channel, which is like an American um, reality television Uh, channel and they had a New Zealand branch and I was like in the top three I was so close to getting this job and I had this dream you know I was going to be flown all over the world to meet celebrities and interview them and it was going to be just the most amazing thing and I couldn't think of anything that would be better than that and I didn't get the job and so it absolutely destroyed me for about a week I was so gutted and now I'm so grateful that I did not get that job because at that time I didn't even know about coaching. And now I love what I do. I can't imagine doing anything cooler than what I'm doing right now. And I would never have found that had that opportunity um, you know, come to me if I was able to, to be the television host, I would have a totally different life. And who knows, maybe it would have been fantastic too, but I'm so grateful that I have this now. And so Like there's always something better, even if you can't see it right now. So if you can try to have a think about like what might be better than this, if you could like have absolutely anything else, what would it be? Then I would ask yourself that question. Mm, I love it. And also that's so cool with the, I can totally see you though as like, um, like a reporter, like an inter, you know, (laughs) someone who does like interviews and stuff. So I can totally see you, but I guess that's kind of also what you do a lot in coaching. Right. So (laughs) it all comes true. I interview people on their goals all day. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay. And so what we said is if you can't, like, if you're uncertain because of external circumstances that your impossible goal or your goal might not happen, then think about some alternatives that might even excite you more or just as much. So would you say um, that we can then focus on like several impossible goals at a time or should we have like one impossible goal? Like what's better? Like do you focus like on one thing and like put everything into one goal or have like several options? 
Okay. So this has been a question that I've like had to try and figure out myself because when I'm working with clients, you know, I have to think about, well, are we going to take on a bunch of different impossible goals or just one? And the person who opened the bookshop, she's the perfect example of this because we set several goals for her. So she decided, she came to me and said that her vision would be, she would have a bookshop. She would have writing classes at the bookshop. Um, so she would like close the bookshop down for an afternoon and they would do writing classes and have lots of people come. And she also wants to publish a novel. And so I was like, okay, great, fantastic. Let's do all of those. But when it came down to um, actually opening the bookshop, like the week of opening the bookshop, we decided to make sure to put down all of the other things. It was like, this is the most important thing to focus on right now. And as soon as the bookshop's open, now because the bookshop is open, we're working on integrating her doing writing every single day before the bookshop opens. So she'll arrive at the bookshop, do some writing, and then open the bookshop afterwards. And, but it's only for that short period that we decided we were just going to stop her needing to do any of the goals. So I think it's absolutely fine to set a bunch of them, but when it comes to crunch time, don't try and do them all at once. If you've got one goal that's like about to come to fruition, don't like drop everything else and focus on that. If you're listening right now and you're a girl with a big dream and the big impossible goal of going abroad, studying abroad, starting your own remote business to travel the world, then I invite you to join my online membership, Girls Abroad. For a very affordable monthly rate, you will get access to a private support community of girls from all around the world who are empowering each other to step outside their comfort zones and go abroad. We have monthly masterclasses, visualizations, journaling prompts, challenges, and a group coaching call where you can get one-on-one coaching from me. Joining is super simple and risk-free because we have a monthly payment that you can cancel anytime if you no longer wish to be part of the membership. Girls Abroad is the first online community that is dedicated to empowering girls to go abroad. So if going abroad is a big impossible goal that you have and you just need some more support and you want to be surrounded by girls who just dream as big as you, then make sure you join Girls Abroad. It is linked down below in the show notes. So let's assume now that we have like our impossible goal in our mind several impossible goals maybe and it seems so big and scary and you mentioned earlier that um for you like you can really easily give people advice on like how to break down their goals and so can you give us like maybe a little blueprint because unfortunately um in this episode you can't uh, just go into the brains of everyone and just pick out the impossible goals and break it down for them that's when my listeners would need to reach out to you for some coaching which i highly recommend um <laughs> but um how do we break down those goals like how do we actually start how do we know even where to start Yeah, totally. That's such a great question. So I would start by creating a really simplified plan, like completely stripped back, no more than five steps. So this is what I call an all it takes plan. And basically you're going to ask yourself, what are the non-negotiable steps that absolutely have to happen for me to achieve this goal? So nothing gets on this list if it doesn't absolutely have to happen for you to achieve it. So if you could take it away and the goal would still happen, it shouldn't be on the list in the first place. And nothing can get on the list that 
isn't absolutely essential or non-negotiable. So the list can really be only, you know, five things. It might be two. It might be, you know, a, it might be a really short list, but you're, the goal is to get this absolutely clear. What are the main steps? So for example, I was writing a post the other day about how to become an astronaut. And the reason I was writing this post is because I think that's something that most people would consider crazy and impossible and very unlikely to happen. But I Googled it and there's some pretty clear steps. And there was even a job application available to, to actually apply to be an astronaut on the US government website. And I was like, this is wild. And it seems so crazy and impossible. And it's just three steps. So you need to like have get the right degree, the right university, you need to be accepted into NASA, and then you need to apply to their, their program. And that's basically it. There's three steps. And so when you break it down to be that simple, of course, there's other tiny million baby steps. But instead of being absolutely paralyzed by how massive the goal is and just dreaming of it, your first step is to make sure you get a degree from the right university. Okay, so which university do you need to go to and what kind of degree you can get? And then have a look through the university website and it suddenly becomes like, oh my gosh, this could actually be achievable. So that's definitely the first part is like, ask yourself, what are the non-negotiable steps to creating this? Mm. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, and then when you have those steps and they still, like, how do you know then with what step to start? Or like, um, if it's like a huge step, um, And you're like, well, I have to get into this university, but then, oh my God, there are like so many things I have to do for that. And you get overwhelmed again. Like what does kind of your mindset to still take action and to just go into it? Like, do you have any like thing you tell yourself or any way to do certain tasks? Yeah, totally. There's a few different things that I can think of, but um, one thing you can do is you can decide that you're going to commit to the outcome. So instead of committing to trying to make it work and trying to get into the university or trying to get the papers that you need or trying to do this or that, which kind of overwhelms us, if you decide, okay, I'm going to get into this university, I'm going to get step one, or I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that, you suddenly allow yourself the pressure to come off because you can trust yourself that you've decided, I'm going to do whatever it takes, like actually whatever it takes so one example I always use is I don't have any kids, but if you decide that you're going to pick up your kids from school, you're not tr like committing to trying your best to get them home. You're really committing to getting them home. Like it's the outcome that needs to happen. Right. So if you, mm -hmm. if you can commit to that, like it does, even if you break your leg, you're still the child in no scenario does the child stay at school overnight that's just not possible so it doesn't matter what happens to you the child comes home somehow you get a trusted friend to pick them up or even if you're really really late you still get there you still pick them up and so what happens is you never freak out about whether or not you're going to get the child home you just know whatever you're going to do you've decided it's happening and they have to come home so they will come home even if you're a little bit late they're still going to come home And it kind of takes that pressure off. You don't have to stress about whether or not it's going to happen because you just trust yourself that you're going to make it happen at any cost. You're going to get this child home. And so that's what we can do with our goals as well. Okay, at any cost, I'm going to submit this application to this university. Even if it means I have to stay up all night, I'm going to submit this application because this is what I've decided I'm going to do. And it just the decision itself removes so much of the stress. Mm, that is absolutely true. Like... Um, I've had that too, where like, 
um, you kind of have to get into the mindset. And I think you also told me this, that like, you can, like you simply cannot make like a wrong decision because I feel like a lot of us are just scared that we pick the wrong thing. And so we don't pick and choose and decide at all. And we're just staying in this overwhelming state of oh my god I don't know what to do I don't know what's the right thing to do but then whatever you choose for yourself is the right thing I think that's like a huge mindset shift to have for that absolutely I love that so much and I think also once you've made a decision no decision is irreversible like there's very very few decisions that you can't actually undo even if you marry the wrong person you can divorce them it's okay like you can go back you can you know get a job you can go to the wrong university like it's okay you can just retrace your steps and come back or make a new turn from there and it's very rare in life that we're not going to do things that surprise us and that you know um, maybe take us off the path a little bit so to know and trust yourself that you're making the right decision for with the information that you have at the time this is the best decision I can make right now and then later if you need to course correct you can do that yeah totally and um, and I was just wondering, I just, I just came up with that question. I'm really interested. So besides people, for example, um, not taking action at all or um, not deciding, have you noticed like maybe with yourself or with your clients, any kind of like self-sabotaging patterns that we have to be aware of when it comes to, you know, going after our impossible goals? Like any patterns, maybe why people fail or they give up anything that we can be aware of? Oh, that's a good question. Um, why do people, why do people give up? Is that mm -hmm. what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, I mean, gosh, there, there's every reason under the sun why people give up. One of the things that I recently saw with one of my clients is there's this thing called success intolerance. And it's basically where we kind of have our success set at a certain level. And if we surpass that, our brain is going, whoa, whoa, wait a second. You're not a, this kind of person. You're a that kind of person. You achieve this kind of level of success. And we get really uncomfortable and we pull ourselves back down to it. So for example, I had this one client and she really wanted to lose weight because she just felt like she was going to feel so much more fit and healthy. And she would train really hard and she started to lose weight. And then when she went um, and saw her friends and family, they would say, oh my gosh, you're looking fantastic. And she would think in her mind, oh no, like I look how come I didn't look fantastic before? You shouldn't love me just because I've lost weight. And mm. in her resentment for that, she would gain back the weight. In her resentment for other people not loving her the way she was before, she would go back to that because her success intolerance was there. She didn't, she couldn't picture herself as the kind of person where people would say nice things about the way she looked unless they also said it about the way she looked before. So is that a like case of we have to first like be or like um, in our mind become the person and do like maybe visualizations or like how would you help someone to like imagine and get comfortable or imagine themselves and get comfortable with the version of themselves that already has reached that impossible goal? Yeah, that's so good. I think I love that you mentioned the stepping into that future version of yourself and getting used to it before you even arrive. And then that way, when you do arrive, you're totally used to it. But I think it's, that's the way to do that is to really change your thoughts about yourself. And you know what? It's so much easier sometimes than we think, because 
I think so much of the time we're trying to think positive thoughts all the time. Like all of our thoughts have to be really positive. And instead, the way that I like to think about it is that your thoughts, they need to be helpful. They need to get you to where you want to go. But sometimes a motivating thought, for example, that could be considered negative is like, oh my goodness, you're going to be so late, right? For me, that one is very motivating and very helpful for me to get to my destination. If I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. It gets me to move faster, but it's not necessarily like a positive thought, but it's really, really helpful. And so if we can use thoughts that are already true, I always try to encourage people like, you don't have to come up with a thought that's like, you totally don't believe. You can just come up with a thought that's already true. It's just different from the other thought. So another example is like, um, if you had uh, not a lot of time for something, um, you might you might think like, oh, there's you know there's no way I could do this. So there's not enough time. I'm not like it's not possible. Or you could look at your time and think like, oh, this is this can fit in later, and like this can fit in later is no more positive than like. I have no time for this. They're both kind of neutral equations. But if you can choose the one that's actually helpful to you in that moment, you're going to get the thing done and you're going to move towards the goal. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, I think I've never, like I've read and listened and learned so much about like mindset work and shifting your thoughts. But I think I've never heard anyone say it that way. Like that even negative thoughts sometimes are helpful and motivating and I was even thinking of you know how there's like the um away from motivation and like the towards blah blah like towards Mm -hmm. the positive outcome like that motivates you but then also to get away from pain from stress from all of that stuff so that can also be motivation so it's kind of like what you said like not to fight um some negative thoughts that might just remind us why we really want to get away from this or why we don't want this like we don't want to be late right or we don't want to be stuck in you know that career for example but that doesn't mean we have to like ignore that like we can use that as like our away from motivation and I love that you said that wow it's just like that's such a good way to think about it Awesome. Yeah. I, I think this one's really helped me like get out of bed in the morning. Cause I used to think I had to think such positive thoughts, like, Oh, I've got to wake up and think like today's going to be amazing to get myself out of bed. But it works just as well to think like, you don't want to be late. <laughs> I love it. And so one other question I have, I think, and this is, this might be really interesting, especially right now. I feel like a lot of people maybe had to move back home or are maybe not or maybe are spending more time with their family, for example, or I mean, not even that, but also just generally when people around you might not dream as big as you do, or they might not support your dreams, they might not believe in your dreams as much as you do. And um, what's your advice? Because I feel like that's just a big thing, especially, you know, with um, some of my audience members when they want to study abroad, but their parents don't really support them. How do you still stay motivated and like believe in yourself when maybe your self-belief isn't even that high and you might need or you think you might need that outer approval Uh uh-huh this is such a good point like I've experienced this a lot where the people around you are um, they're just on a different path they're not looking to go after those crazy impossible goals and they're not looking to move across the world and try something totally different 
and they might kind of question you. And the first thing I would say is usually you have to think about like, they're trying to keep you safe. Like they are almost always have your best interest at heart. They just don't see the beautiful vision that you see. Um, but you have to get yourself around some people, even if you just have one person in your life who believes that you can do it, who's also going after their own impossible goals or their big study abroad adventure. Get yourself around the people who will inspire you because that means at least some of your time is spent with people who totally believe it's possible. So this is something that I really realized has changed how my business has really grown in 2020. In 2019, maybe I had two clients at a time maximum, like in one go. And now I have 21 clients at once. And the (laughs) difference has been so huge is because I really got myself around other coaches who had 20 something clients before I was spending my time around people who generally only had maybe two or three clients as well. And it's, um, I mean, they are fantastic people and I love them, but I kind of thought that that was the set point. Like that was normal. That's as many as you can imagine to have. And as soon as I started surrounding, I joined a program where there were like, you know, thousands, I think there was like 2000 coaches in this program. And mm-hmm there's constantly posts in the Facebook group about how people are like signing their 15th client, their 21st client They're, you know, they've got to, they're putting on a wait list and it just was like, Oh wow. Like coaches are making money. I didn't like, I kind of had forgotten this. I didn't realize how common it was and my set point moved. And, and so that makes it really easy when you're going away, you know, to your family or something at dinner who might say, Oh, I don't know. How's the business going? It might not be so great. Or how's the, you know, how's the goal going? You know, how likely is it that you're actually going to move? Well, if you're completely surrounded by people who've all moved across the world, it's suddenly so much more possible. And it just, it brings, like, it makes it, I don't know what magic is happening, but it just suddenly makes the whole thing easier. Yeah, I so agree. And, and it's so great though, that like, especially now, like we have so much stuff even online. And because like, I know, like I'm, I'm currently in a, small town in Germany and maybe there are people who dream just as big as me but the chance of like my neighbors being like that or anyone with the close uh, proximity of me dreams that big bit not so likely so I'm really grateful that like especially now which is like a good thing about um you know the pandemic is like so many events even or like you know like my yoga teacher training like that wouldn't have been possible um before because it didn't exist online so yes like memberships courses I mean your coach like your coaching like if you really have like a one-on-one mentor who like so believes in you and who really pushes you like that's absolutely incredible and it does help so much and even if you you know even just getting started with you know f- there are so many free Facebook communities or uh, like to me I totally agree on this because like I remember when I was first getting started with business stuff right I was always listening to that one podcast and and like just I felt like I was being surrounded by her because I would listen to like two to three podcast episodes a day like whenever I had time I would listen to that business podcast and even although it wasn't like she, like she wasn't actually there I I felt like I was being surrounded by that kind of energy so even just getting started now with getting almost obsessed with like your role models and kind of getting into their energy and you know just just going there in your mind like this absolutely incredible and there are so many like opportunities to do that so 
Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I especially love that you mentioned the podcast because, you know, it's really, I, I mean, the number one ideal is that you have people around you that are also doing things, but then, and then online, if you can be in groups with people who are doing this, but even if you don't have access to something like that, just consuming content from people who are living the kind of life that you want to live and actually spending your time around these people. Sometimes I forget I'm not the person that I have in my, my vision yet. Like I, I know I'm her, but I haven't created all the rest of the, the things haven't happened in my life yet. And sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't made a million dollars yet because I'm <laughs> surrounded by these amazing people who are all got these giant million dollar businesses. And sometimes I'm like so aligned with it. You almost forget that you're still where you are. And I think that that's super exciting. And so if, even if you don't have um, the like access to a community, although I would recommend Facebook because I think Facebook has so many amazing communities, but mm-hmm. if you, even if you don't have that, then definitely make sure you're listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos or, or consuming content somehow from somebody that, you know, you feel like you'd love to be like. Yeah. I love it. And so what is, if you could only give one piece of advice to our listeners now who want to achieve their impossible goal in 2021, then what would it be? Oh, one piece. (laughs) (laughs) That's really hard. Um, Okay. I think that it would come down to making sure that you have a really solid plan. And not necessarily, you don't have to know all the how, but you want to have a plan where it's step by step and you can actually look and check the peak, like, and check it off the list and like tick it off. Because if you can start off with a, like a list of things you actually need to accomplish, the dream is real. It becomes like possible and available to you. Um, can I say two? Am I allowed a second one? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sure. And then you really want to align yourself with that, with that person that you want to be. You want to start acting like that person, start thinking like that person, start asking yourself, okay, now that I already am the person who studies abroad, now that I already am the person who has this big impossible goal, now that I already am the person who does a hundred push-ups, what do I eat? What do I wear? What do I say to people? How do I hold myself? How do I do my hair? Um, you know, what, what time do I go to bed? What time do I get up? What am I doing in my morning routine? And actually acting as if you already are that person to step into becoming them. Yeah. I love that. I love that because like, even like what you just said, like, what do I wear? Like when, when do I get up? Like maybe those are small things right now. Like when you're listening, you're like, well, how does that relate to my like big goal of, you know, going abroad or having this huge business, but like, it does make such a difference. Like it really does. Like even just thinking, oh, well, now that I have this, how would my life be different? How would I feel different? You know, how do I act differently? Like it's incredibly powerful. Like that's also for sure. Um, one of my favorite journaling prompts, probably you're the same, but just journaling about that is so inspiring and it's really, really good. Yes. And so my last question, cause I'm, I'm curious. And I think the listeners are curious too. What is one of your impossible goals for 2021 or for the next little while, if you want to share with us? Oh, that's so good. I've actually just made a mind map next to me. I have like, there must be 50 on here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I have like a big vision. Um, 
gosh, okay, I'm like ready to declare this to the world. That's so scary. You're putting me totally on the spot. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, okay, it's like, where, which ones do I share? I'm, um, okay, so I mean, I have a goal to have a Facebook group of 20,000 people, um, which kind of scary to say on like to the world right now because it hasn't (laughs) happened yet but I think that that's one of the things that I um really find effective is to share and Mm -hmm. document the goals that I want to achieve before I've achieved them to the world like publicly embarrass myself into doing them um so there you go I would love to hit 20,000 members in my Facebook group we're currently at 2,500 I think um and so yeah, I think it's going to take a massive push, but I definitely think it's doable. Yeah, absolutely. Like, especially considering like how fast you've grown your Facebook group to like those 2,500 members, like that is insane. So like that momentum is just gonna totally keep, keep pushing it. So awesome. That sounds so good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, can't wait. And um, so if the listeners want to follow your journey of achieving your own impossible goals how can they connect with you where would you like the listeners to go to and also how how can they work with you if they want a one-on-one impossible goals coach yeah well you can definitely help me by hitting my uh 20 members goal if you want to join my facebook group which is called impossible girls So if you look that up on Facebook and it's like this amazing community of girls all sharing their impossible goals and what we're working on and we all share our goals at the start of every month and then we share how we did at the end of every month as well and super inspiring place to be like I'm constantly inspired by the people in there so definitely check that out on Facebook you can also go to my website which is my name saraharnoldhall.com and that's where you can find out how to work with me um, and and check out, you can fill out the application if you're interested in working with me and we can have a consultation and chat about your impossible goals and how are you going to achieve them? Yay. Awesome. I'm going to link everything down below so um, people can just check it out. So thank you so, so much for sharing your, your wisdom and just your energy, your motivation. Like I, same as like when we last called, like I was like immediately uh, to all the listeners, we like Sarah and I, we had a chat, like I know maybe two, three weeks, two weeks ago, I think, or three, I can't remember. Um, And before the call, I was like, oh my God, I I don't have a big vision anymore. Like my vision board hasn't been updated in ages. I don't know what I want. And then after the call, literally sat down with my journal, journaled out my big vision, made a new vision board. And I was just like, so in the energy, like your energy just totally transferred. So I really hope that the listeners also feel super inspired now to to revisit what they really want and to dream big. So thank you so much for for sharing that energy and just for being here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that I got to come on the podcast. I've always listened. So it's very (laughs) fun to be on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Driven by Curiosity podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the podcast and if you'd give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Also, make sure you take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so I can reshare it and I can connect with you. And other than that, thank you so, so much for listening and you will hear me in the next episode. Bye.